day to you all. Welcome into the PHNX Diamondback Show. Shout out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup, including their two newest gummies, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's, which you know I'm a fan of, uh, and find out where you can purchase these wonderful products. Of course, welcome in to a Friday edition of the PHNX D-Back Show right here on PHNX. I am your mayor of this joint, occasionally known as Derek Montia. There's a photo of me in Studio B now proving it, so you can't refute that I'm the mayor of PHNX any longer. <laughs> this man over here tried to claim that while I was gone, but uh, if you come for the king, you best not miss. This is the one and only vice mayor, uh, Jesse Friedman. He's your thunderstick, by the way. But uh, what's up, buddy? Happy Friday. How's it going? Uh, you know, things are good. We're processing uh, a recent trade. We're trying to figure out what Jerry DePoto is yeah. is doing, yeah. which is kind of just, I mean, that's sort of what the baseball community at large exists to do is make sense of what Jerry DePoto it, it, is It's one of our favorite doing. games to play. Uh, but let's just get into it. We got a little spying on our exes to do, David. Can we get, get with it? Let's go. Let's spy on our exes. Yes. Uh, we found out breaking news per Jeff Passan that the Mariners have traded former Arizona Diamondback Robbie Ray to the San Francisco Giants. So we have to, we have to deal with him a whole lot more now. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what was, what was the return here, Jesse? What's the whole trade? Yeah. So it's Robbie Ray to the San Francisco Giants in exchange for another, uh, old friend here in Arizona, Mitch Hanniger. That's right. Uh, Spine on multiple X's here. Yes. Uh, he signed with the Giants as a free agent last off season. And then right-handed pitcher, Anthony DiSclefani. Also heading over to the Seattle Mariners in this deal. What is happening? What is this? What, can you make any sense of this deal? Robbie Ray, it's, it's former Cy Young winner, right? Who really didn't get a chance to have a lot of time there in Seattle before being injured and having his season shut down. Yeah, I I mean, I think I think I kind of get it from the Giants perspective in that Mitch Hanniger was not he was hurt. A lot, as he often has been throughout his career, right? Uh, he was hurt a lot in his first year in San Francisco, was not particularly good. Uh, he had, I think, the worst offensive season he's ever had, an OPS plus around 70. Um, and then Anthony DiSclefani also was not particularly productive for the Giants in 2023 uh so they get rid of a couple players who i guess moving forward maybe they didn't really want to have to rely on mitch hanniger anthony dishclefani all that much and in return they're getting a pitcher in robbie ray who won the al cy young uh just a couple years ago and uh is coming off tommy john surgery so robbie ray is not going to pitch for the giants until june july maybe right after the all-star break something like that But he is a at his best. He has the ability to be a frontline starting pitcher. Of course, there's there's some risk coming back from Tommy John surgery. But for the Giants, I guess you're you're kind of getting rid of two pieces that maybe you didn't really see a, a big future for Dishclafani. Just one more year on his deal. Uh, Mitch Haniger has two more years on his deal. In return, you're getting uh, theoretically three years of Robbie Ray, although I think he has an opt-out after the 2024 season. So uh, maybe there's a world in which Robbie Ray just, you know, kills it in the second half of the 2024 season and then leaves in free agency. But um, yeah, I don't think either team is like a big winner here. It's just a weird trade. <laughs> and for Jerry DePoto, this is this is uh, par for the course. Well, right? and it's, I mean, again, when you talk about adding Robbie Ray to Logan Webb and Ross Stripling for the Giants, Giants rotation I mean uh, you can see why they did this and maybe they feel like it was a low risk high reward kind of situation with bring, bringing Robbie Ray back they know 
what he has been. They know how good he was for the Toronto Blue Jays, at least once he became a member of that franchise. And he was very good for the Diamondbacks. Uh, he just he 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 became a different level pitcher when he went to Toronto. I feel like, and that was something that was a bit disappointing, considering that. We always knew he could yeah. be good, but it, it always felt like like watching Robbie Ray on the D-backs was like watching a guy that always got left in for just one inning too long, it felt like. You know, he'd have these masterful performances through four innings, five innings, um, but things would fall apart for him. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to have Robbie Ray back in the division now and, and be playing against him once he returns. And uh, I think the Giants still have a lot of money to spend considering the rumored free agents that they were connected to at times and how much money they were looking to spend on this team. Uh, and I mean, obviously, you know, they, they, they did bring over, uh, the grandson of the wind. So that right there is a big, uh, a, a big hit for them. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but I mean, they, they definitely could be looking to add to this team that was like underrated, but still surprisingly good at times like this giants team was was in the mix uh for for a wild card spot there for a while when they really like looking at the roster didn't, didn't really look like they had any business being yeah uh elise also touches in in the comments on the contracts um in this trade which i want to talk about real quick none of the contracts to any of these players are good <laughs> right now <laughs> uh robbie ray off tommy john surgery i mentioned there's an opt-out after 2024 uh, but beyond that, it's a it's three years and seventy three million dollars remaining. So it's about twenty five million dollars per year uh, for Robbie Ray, uh, and he very. I think there's a world in which he could be worth that, but there's obviously risk coming back from Tommy John surgery. You don't know exactly what you're going to get there. Um, Mitch Haniger, two years and thirty two and a half million dollars left on his deal. For a guy who, as I mentioned earlier, had a 73 OPS plus in 2023 and did not play all that many games as he tends to do, uh, that's not exactly an enticing contract. And then Anthony DiScafani, after you know having an ERA of almost five in San Francisco this last year, a pitcher-friendly ballpark, uh, he has one year and $12 million remaining. So none of these contracts are good. Um, I guess the Mariners are taking back a couple of not so good ones. Um, but there's some upside with Mitch Haniger. You feel like he can maybe bounce back. And the Mariners are getting rid of a bigger contract in Robbie Ray, uh, which goes over to San Francisco. And, and the Mariners don't necessarily need Robbie Ray. Uh, I guess that's the other big part of this. The Mariners have a pretty full, solid rotation as it is. Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu. That's a pretty solid uh, one through five right there without having a guy who, you know, won the Cy Young Award a couple right. years ago. So the Mariners have the ability to make a trade like this. Uh, it is it is kind of funny in some ways that, you know, Mariners were, uh, I think a lot of Mariners fans uh, have been talking about, you know, potentially trading off one of these young starting pitchers and trying to get some young stud hitter in return, right? Yeah, the Mariners right. need to add some offense to this team. And Jerry DePoto did trade one of his starting pitchers and he got Mitch Haniger, which is probably uh, obviously someone Mariners fans are familiar with. He had some good seasons there, but that's not exactly the prize of the offseason when you're looking to upgrade your offense. Well, we do have some other transactions, uh, even though the MLB offseason continues to kind of crawl along uh, with with the big, big transactions. This one actually today is one of the bigger ones. But uh, Harrison Bader did sign a one year ten and a half million dollar steal. I mean, deal with the New York Mets. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm not. Are you calling that a steal? Derek? No, I'm not implying <laughs> that he's stealing money from the Mets at all. But no, Harrison Bader, ten and a half million dollar deal with the Mets. Um, again, not not huge, just more money than I thought he would get, and uh, like not, you know, not a risky deal for the Mets considering how much money they've been throwing around. But uh, trying to trying to add some depth and almost like like it's a, it's a weird move for the Mets considering that. You know, they, they haven't had that big free agent splash, and I don't know if they're going to be looking to do that. Like, we know that they were connected to some of the big names, but so far they've been unsuccessful. So, uh, I mean, they just they have a lot of things to fix with that team right now. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, it is interesting with Harrison Bader. Uh, there was some reporting uh, during the season that the Diamondbacks claimed, attempted to claim Harrison Bader mm-hmm. during that insane period of time with a bunch of... Uh, right. A bunch of a bunch of teams were letting some of their players go on waivers and uh, right. It was all in reverse order of your record. So I think the Diamondback, you went to the Reds, Bader wound up landing with the Reds. The Diamondbacks had like the next selection spot immediately after that. So theoretically, they almost had Harrison Bader. Almost. Um, uh, Bader, uh, you know, played some games with Cincinnati, only 14, 34 played appearances. Uh, he had a 429 OPS in his time there. Obviously, a very small sample size. And overall, he had a 622 OPS in 2023, and he signs for more than $10 million with the New York Mets. But I get it because Harrison Bader is arguably the best center fielder in the sport, at least one of the best center fielders in all of baseball. Yeah. And he destroys lefties. Uh, you, you know, don't be fooled by the 622 OPS. That is him being basically, yeah, basically the worst hitter in baseball against right hand pitching. But also like very good against lefties and OPS just under a thousand in 2023. So in a platoon kind of a role, he makes a lot of sense and I think can can be an impact player. And uh, he certainly got paid like it. You don't see, you know, short side platoon players go for over $10 million. Uh, I guess that just speaks to Bader's defense and, you know, kind of a a lack of of talent in the position player market right now. Uh, teams continue to look overseas for ways to improve themselves. The Padres have, have signed. Uh, is it Wu Sukgo? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm the uh, I'm the person to ask there. Yeah, I think that I, mean, I, I think that's I, right. I feel like I'm I I feel like that's like not correct, but I'm gonna go with it because <laughs> I do know Sisuk would be different. But it's Wu Suk or Wu Sukgo. Uh, he's a right-handed, 25-year-old right-handed reliever from Korea to a two-year deal worth $4.5 million. That's the Padres signed him to that uh, with a mutual option for 2026. And uh, a little surprising uh, that teams are willing to to honestly commit to overseas players for any length uh, amount, you know, any anything longer than like a year or something like that. But I, again, that goes back to, I think we're past that period of time where people don't think uh, leagues like the KBO or leagues like in, in Japan are as competitive as major league baseball, they are willing to sign the stars from those leagues, even a middle reliever like this yeah, uh, and, and bring them over and, and at least give them a multi-year deal. I don't. Yeah. I, th- I think middle reliever is probably what he translates to in, in the majors. He was closing some games over there in Korea, uh, a three, six, eight ERA in 2023, which coming over from the KBO is not a very exciting number. He did have a 1.48 ERA the season prior uh, he's relatively young. He's only 25 years old. So, um, yeah, you feel like there's not a ton of risk here for the Padres. It's sure. just a little over $4 million over two years. You know, if you if you find yourself with a decent right-handed reliever, 
you know, uh, paying two million dollars a year for that would would be would be a big win for them. But yeah, the the numbers in Korea are not not real impressive there. Yeah. Um, well, the MLB trade deadline is a little sooner now, according to reports. The trade deadline is now set for July thirtieth instead of August first. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Very interesting. Like we're not going to end the month with it. We're just going to pick a random. (laughs) We're going to pick a thirty-one day month and then end the trade deadline on the thirtieth, just to be. Yeah. So in the CBA, the commissioner actually has the ability to pick any day between July 28th and August 3rd, um, which is kind of a weird thing that a lot of people might not know about. And it doesn't it's not like it gets used all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't see the trade deadline like switching days on an annual basis or anything. But it sounds like the goal here was to avoid having the trade deadline on a weekend day. Ah. You don't want to. You don't want to have an afternoon trade deadline at a time when a lot of afternoon games are happening, and then you wind up in this awkward position where players are actively playing. From games. Yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. hug watch thing. Um, so yeah, they they moved the day, and I think this is a Tuesday that it would land on now. Um, so yeah, just trying to avoid having uh, having it on a day where where day games would be more likely. Okay, well that yeah. makes sense. Uh, you got you got you got me on that one, but. Uh, what you won't get me on was believing that this other move that we're going to talk about wasn't going to happen because <laughs> in the most Atlanta Braves thing to happen yeah, we ever, should have seen this coming. <laughs> uh, Chris Sale has been extended by the Atlanta Braves. And I mean, again, should we be surprised at all? Should, should any player be surprised? Like if you go to the Atlanta Braves, whether by choice or by trade, do you just instantly know that you're going to be extended to a long-term deal for the, with the team and you're just going <laughs> to become a cornerstone of the franchise because that's what it feels like every single one of their players is now. Yeah, this is uh this is interesting. Uh, Chris sale had been slated to make, I think it was $27.5 million this upcoming season. So a pretty big number, but 10 million of that was deferred. Um, we know we've gotten to know a lot about deferrals. I'm in the an last, expert. Uh, on that yeah, now, we're all really. experts on deferrals <laughs> now. Um, but in that trade, the Boston Red Sox sent over, 17 million dollars so they basically covered the current day portion of chris sales salary and then the braves were just on the hook for the deferral of 10 million dollars which i think was like way down the road um but now with this new deal it locks in a lower dollar value for 2024 so basically the braves are no longer going to have to pay that deferral payment way way down the road but in return, they're tacking on an additional guaranteed season right. um, for Chris Sale, which, you know, at, at a pitcher of his age with as much volatility as he's had in his career, there's a lot of value in that for him. Um, so, yeah, it's nothing uh, It's nothing too crazy. It's $16 million in 2024. It's that tacked on $22 million in 2025. And then there's a club option for 2026. So maybe there's some world where Chris sale is durable over the next couple seasons and pitches well. And, and the Braves want to bring him back for, for a third year. Can the Diamondbacks ever, can we do this? Can we ever be this? Can they ever actually do this? Can they do this with this team at this point? Like we talked about extending Gabby. We've talked about obviously at length extending Zach gallon, but it just yeah. feels like, especially with what this team built together last season, that now is the time to strike when it comes to spending money. I mean, I'm almost satisfied with the offseason moves they've made up to this point. Uh, Greeny in our chat asks, will the Diamondbacks add another starter? Fought is good, but still young and a bit of a wild card. Henry Nelson, Shikone, uh Sacconi as a fifth starter doesn't seem 
too appealing. And you're not wrong about that. But uh, I, I think going back to what I was just saying, I would almost prefer like that they just committed some money. I, I mean, I know they want to extend these guys. I'm sure there's no doubt about it. But what do you think the likelihood is that the Diamondbacks can lock in at least the majority of this core to some extensions, including maybe not Zach Gallon, but like Gabby Moreno <laughs> and Alec Thomas and some of these other guys? Yeah, there, I mean, I think there's only a handful that would really make sense uh, for an extension right now. Gabby Moreno is one that we've we've talked about on this show uh, a decent amount. Someone that I think makes a lot of sense to Absolutely. extend if the Diamondbacks can find a way. He came into the league so young that he would hit free agency at 28. Uh, you don't necessarily want to extend a catcher out until they're like 32, 33 years old. Catchers tend to age a little bit worse than than a lot of other players just because of the toll that that role takes on your body but yeah you I do mean, when when he's our version of yadi you know yeah yeah i mean i i think that you would totally want to have gabby moreno here through his age 29 or age 30 season so i think that that definitely makes sense zach gallon is the other obvious one that you mentioned uh we've talked about that a little bit and how it, it doesn't seem super likely although I, I wouldn't say it's totally impossible um uh, something the diamondbacks should do if they can right yeah um I, I don't know exactly what the ask is there but it's probably very very high given how how good zach Allen has been Pay it. uh and then we talked about christian walker uh within the last week or two on the show as well he is set to become a free agent after the 2024 season and we talked then about how there's kind of this disconnect between you know, what projection systems say Christian Walker is worth versus what Christian Walker has actually done. He has been one of those players throughout really all of his Diamondbacks career who's just constantly outperformed what like the computers uh, said he was he was going to do. Yeah. And that makes it tough because moving forward, the D-backs are going to probably want to pay him based on what the computers say he's going to be. Those damn computers. Um, but he's also been a four-war player in back-to-back -back seasons. I don't know if you're signing someone like that you know, for 13, 14 million dollars a year for a couple more years. So uh, it, it seems unlikely that that would happen. But the Diamondbacks don't have any clear options at first base after 2024. As of right now, there are some guys in the system who could certainly emerge, but it's unclear at this point who those guys are. And if you could get another year or two of Christian Walker to kind of bridge that gap, it definitely could make sense. Well, we appreciate you guys being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube uh, channel right now in the chat. We thank you so much. Ski to you all. Of course, if you haven't subscribed to the channel now, we suggest to do so. It's a it's a great channel. We're big fans of it. Uh, <laughs> you can also sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss you when any of our shows You should subscribe to our live. channel because we think it's great. Yeah, we think it's great. <laughs> we think it's great. We think you'll think it's great. And, uh, you know, stick around. Hang out. Drop a like. Like Gabby says. There's Gabby. We want, <laughs> we want to extend him. He wants to extend us. It's a mutual extension thing. Of course, uh, make sure if you're listening on the audio podcasting side that you subscribe there as well. Leave us a five-star review. We always appreciate and love that. Of course, a great place to check out this uh, this winter, I guess you could say, if you want to call it that around Arizona, is Illegal Pete's because it's never really too cold 
to sit outside on the patio. Jesse might tell you otherwise. We might have a disagreement about that, but uh, this temperature around here is beautiful. These days are beautiful, so check out Illegal Pete's. They got their patio bar. Uh, they have, of course, the strongest margaritas in all of Arizona, irresistible drinks and mouthwatering food, uh, and, of course, uh, kick the Monday blues with $3 margaritas off all uh, all day long uh, or ease your way back in the week with $2 tacos every Tuesday. If you work in healthcare or education, take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday. Enjoy buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day. Illegal Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. I love that place, man. I'm there do. once a week. I know you are. Like, at least. Yeah, they know him by name. I, I, I show like, up and they go, the like, usual. Damon dog, bark, bark. You want the Damon burrito? I yeah. go, absolutely, I'll take <laughs> the Damon burrito. See, Thanks, man. When you have a food named after you, then that's uh, it's a whole other level of participation. <laughs> Is there actually a Damon burrito? At We're going to have to go try it. Okay. I don't even want to know what's in it. I just want to order it and try it. I want to order it and see <laughs> if they say yes or if they go, who the hell is Damon? Then we'll see. But imagine if they were like, oh, yeah, bark, bark. And then they just start making it. <laughs> they are Damon's dogs. I would lose my <laughs> Illegal mind. Pete's is absolutely Damon's dogs. Yeah, they are for <laughs> sure Damon's dogs, of course. Uh, I'll tell you who else is Damon's dogs. OG's Brands, which sponsors our Flavoring, twos, or Flavoring Fridays. Uh, OG's has launched their two new products that I am a big fan of, uh, made with live rosin and, of course, Rick Simpson oil, which I've talked about quite a bit. Uh, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's. OG's Naturals are vegan gummies made with live rosin and available in a sweet clementine flavor. Meanwhile, the big OG's gummies is a mega version of my favorite, the Pig's Raspberry Orange RSO, uh, one of the company's most popular products. It's perforated. It's perforated into 10 slices, each with 10 milligrams each for a total of 100 milligrams. But it's also together in one piece that you could eat, just suggesting if you are like me. Anyway, like freshly squeezed juice, live rosin is created through a pressing process. The highest quality harvested cannabis is frozen and then pressed uh, to extract the all-natural live rosin oil. So to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Uh, big fan of OG's Brands. Elise asks in the chat, are the D-backs doing a fan fest this year? Feels like this season would be one to have it with how much revigorated interest there is in the team she's definitely uh not wrong they about should that, they, they absolutely should, absolutely should. should we have that. not heard anything about a fan fest at this point um but we will we'll find out we'll get back to you with that information if they're doing it it would probably happen fairly soon right it, it like within the next month to. or so yeah, yeah. And i know last year it was a uh it was a season ticket holder uh adva advantage yeah, member kind of i think they call it uh, exclusive event so yeah. we'll see if that continues but uh another thing we're hoping that continues is Cattell Marte's excellent season from 2023 and mo more importantly the role that he went on during the 2023 postseason uh into the 2024 year uh and we would love to see that Cattell uh, is considered hitting right-handed over the offseason. Yeah, this was a this was a story uh, that came, I think Nick Picoro wrote this uh, right uh, during spring training, maybe the beginning of spring training. That Cattell Marte actually was was interested, at least interested in trying what it would look like if he just hit right-handed instead of being a switch hitter. It's been this narrative for him for a while that he destroys left-handed pitching batting right-handed and uh, his exit velos as a right-handed hitter have been off the charts for years, it seems. Uh, but his his ability to hit left-handed, to, to hit right-handed pitching um, has kind of come and gone. And it was not there for him in 2022. So entering 2023, gave it a shot. 
he did uh, he did some work back home and uh, kind of tried some things out, but eventually came to the conclusion that uh, seeing a slider from a right-handed pitcher is a heck of a lot more difficult when you're batting right-handed than when sure you're batting is. left-handed. It's it sure just, it, and, and that's a really, I mean, that's an adjustment that maybe he could have made years ago, but at this point in his career, that's a pretty big adjustment to try to make, uh, to try to make all of a sudden. And with how his 2023 season played out, I think he made the right choice yes. and just kind of keeping <laughs> it as it is. Uh, he had an outstanding 2023 season. Let's take a look at his numbers from that 2023 season. He averaged 276 with a 358 on base percentage and 485 slug. He hit 25 home runs with 82 RBI and a 4.2 four. Uh, and yeah, man, I mean, we, I don't, I don't think you could ask for much more than not only that consistency that he had throughout the season, but then the carryover into the postseason, the hitting streak, the historic hitting streak that he went on the, yeah. everything he was able to do for this team offensively. Uh, I mean, he was just a huge part of the reason why we saw this team advance to the world series. Yeah, he really was. And and I mean, his breakout this season was so big for the Diamondbacks and solidifying the middle of this lineup. Um, he was I mean, he was just a, he was a pretty consistent hitter like Cattell Marte was kind of hitting from the get go in a way that not right. Lourdes Gurriel, we've talked a lot about his extreme ups and downs. Corbin Carroll, we touched on yesterday how he was so good. Uh, for you know a good chunk of the season but then kind of fell off for about 50 games or so in the middle Christian Walker was pretty consistent had some ups and downs of his own uh, but yeah I could tell Marte one of the most consistent offensive contributors for this team throughout the season and a big part of this breakout for him going back to what we what we were talking about earlier was being able to hit right-handed pitching again Um, and if we look at this graphic which has a breakdown of Cattell's splits uh, against lefties and righties, he was really good against both. He was still better against lefties. I don't think that's ever going to change. Cattell is always going to be able to roll out of bed and just destroy the baseball against <laughs> left-handed pitching. Um, he did that in 2023, 313, 382, 497. That was a slash against lefties. But against righties, he slashed 259, 348, 479, 20 of his 25 home runs, 70 of his 82 RBI came against right-handed pitching. And that's really what unlocked this this incredible 2023 season for him. He just uh, is his average exit velo against righties went from 89.1 miles per hour in 2022 to 91.1 miles per hour in 2023, and his hard hit rate went from 40.1 percent to 44.1 percent. I mean, these it's it's it doesn't sound like that big of a improvement, but it it. It really is quite the jump, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, looking at at his season in 2022, he did, uh, he just was not good against right-handed pitching. It wasn't that Cattell was around league average or a little above league average. He's just bad. He had a 696 OPS against yeah. righties in yeah. 2022. And that's tough. Like most pitchers are right-handed. You just, you become a much less valuable player if you're doing, you know, a, a big portion of your damage against lefties and even going back to 2021, a season where Cattell was really good, right? He wasn't healthy all that much. He only played 90 games, but his splits in 2021, he had a 792 OPS against righties, which is good, right? He was yeah. good against righties, but he had an 1171 <laughs> against lefties. Like it was just so yeah. outrageously imbalanced. This year, he found a way to kind of bring things together a little bit where 
you know, he maybe he wasn't quite so crazy good against lefties, but he actually was better against righties in 2023 than he was in 2021. And that's huge for him. I mean, the more that he's able to kind of, you know, find a way to be well above average against right-handed pitching, that's that's really the biggest thing for for Cattell. And, and he did that in a in a huge way in 2023. He's been a member of the organization for seven seasons now. And his, yeah, 2017 through 2023, he's played seven, seven seasons with the Diamondbacks. And his best seasons, 2019, 2021, 2023. This doesn't bode well for 2024, <laughs> Jesse. I hope that he breaks the trend finally. Yeah, we touched on that a little bit yesterday. He definitely has the uh, the even year, odd year thing going. But those odd um, years, they, those were... Pretty damn good. Yeah, years. those odd years are pretty good, and the even years weren't. You know, they they weren't terrible. Um, twenty eighteen, he was he was pretty good. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see if we'll see if he's uh, if he's able to to overcome to overcome that this season. Uh, and I was gonna say, do you think that that is what we'll see? Do you think that we will see? Because you know, something to be said about some of those seasons, like two thousand twenty two, was he was impacted by injuries and we saw how yes, that did for sure you know obviously limit him offensively and it limited him defensively they had the whole center field experiment there's been a lot of things that haven't worked out but i feel like this is the most consistency that he's going to have going from 23 to 24 being healthy coming off that run you know and and hopefully still being hungry to want to get back to playing in that postseason considering he did what he did in during the playoffs yeah. and, and made that history yeah, I mean, he was he was a star in the postseason, right? I mean, yeah. he was he was right at the center of everything the Diamondbacks were doing in those first few rounds of the playoffs, uh, World Series. A little bit of a different story for a lot a lot of hitters in this lineup, but yeah, he was the NLCS MVP for a reason, as you said earlier, and one of the better players in Diamondbacks history. Uh, I mean, he certainly has some uh, kind of a longevity factor at this point, having played those seven seasons, as we said earlier. And uh, he ranks sixth in Diamondbacks war of all time. Every player who's ever donned a Diamondbacks uniform, he is sixth in wins above replacement. And he's in some pretty good company, right? It's Randy Johnson. It's Kurt Schilling. It's Brandon Webb. Uh, it is Luis Gonzalez, <laughs> yeah. uh, who yeah. is ahead of him as well. Paul Goldschmidt, of course. He's right behind all of those guys. He really so is. he has had a solid, a solid career as a Diamondback. And yeah, as far as whether it's going to continue in 2024... Uh, Cattell, he's been a little unpredictable, right? I, I wish I could come out and say that I have utter confidence that Cattell will come out in 2024 and be the exact same player he was in 2023. Uh, Zips, as we saw yesterday, seems to think that that's exactly what's going to happen. Yes. Uh, so, you know, that that uh, at least said something to me that some of those underlying numbers are supporting Cattell coming out and having a good 2024 season. But I, health is a big factor. And, yeah, and as you said, sure. he was not really healthy in 2022, even though he still played a good number of games. He was healthy in 2023, probably the healthiest season he's ever had in the majors. I think that was a huge part of his success. And I guess that's a lot of what this comes down to in 2024 is, is, is Cattell healthy yeah. throughout at least most of the season, uh, not trying to like play through stuff the whole year yeah. as he kind of was in, in 2022. Yeah. Gabriel in the comments says Cattell's number will be retired. Mark my words. I hope you're right. Uh, <laughs> I think of Michael's question from Mailbag Monday or Tuesday or whatever that was, where you know he asked about Cattell maybe playing, you know, DH. And again, yeah. it comes down to the health. Like I don't hate that idea due to health, but you have to have somebody that's capable of playing second base. I know his defense hasn't been 
you know, stellar at times, but he's still been a pretty damn good second baseman out there. And he's also been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I have the utmost confidence that he will still cut you off in traffic at some point on the way to the ballpark <laughs> in the 2024 season. So I think that's going to happen. Um, Basile or Basil in the comments is asking about Eurubio Durazo. Signing a minor league deal? Is it what? just like an honorary deal? That man is going to be 50 years old this month, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, later this month, he turns 50. So, His nephew, who's my uh, friend, yeah, that's, yeah. Wa- listens to this show. I don't yeah. think that's him, but I'm sure he'll get a kick out of that. You know what? I uh, I would love to see it. I'd love to see it. Bring him back. Let him have one big swing of the bat. But There's the um, there's the solution at first base. There we right? go. We're talking about what do you do for Christian Walker? We figured it out. Sign a Rubio Duraza <laughs> to a minor league deal. Get him some reps in uh, AAA. Bring uh, him up next year. Put your money it's on perfect. it. Actually, don't put your money on Put your money on something um, more likely than that. But you can go to BetMGM and put your money on lots of things, of course. Uh, listen to Damon over at our bet show because he will guide you sometimes. Sometimes he'll. He won't. Hey, Sometimes he'll lead you astray. Sometimes Positive days astray. every day this week. We'll be going live later. Let's go. Hit that notification button. Yeah, yeah. hit that notification button. Don't miss out on Damon Dog giving you the bets. But you can use his advice over at the BetMGM Sportsbook app. And you can also get down uh, on your first bet if you haven't done so already and, and have a free bonus bet back if your bet uh, does not hit. Of course, all you got to do is download the app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit $10 into your sportsbook account place your first wager and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your bet loses if the bet does lose your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled but make sure to use that code of phnx make sure to listen to damon uh, but again do sign up for bet mgm and use that bonus code of phnx place your fir- first bet mgm sportsbook wager through the bet mgm sportsbook mobile application of at least ten dollars if that bet loses your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. Uh, Elise kind of alpha Gabriel's comment here with hers where it says, Cattell will one day will replace one of the legends in the legends race someday. That would know. be can so you, incredible. Can you replace one of the legends? Uh, yeah, you can replace Mark Grace, I think. <laughs> we need a modern He's day legend. He's taken enough grief over yeah. the years in that role. Maybe he, w- maybe he wouldn't miss it. It's time to re- retire racing, Gracie. Cattell would like the dreads hanging out the back and like the black and teal jersey. That would go fire. You, you want to run as Cattell a few a few years yes, from now? Yes, that's, if you're asking me, I accept. I <laughs> would you would you run that. the way that Cattell runs out of the box <laughs> oh, when he yeah. walks? Oh yeah, the only but only on walks, only on walks, not the way he runs on singles or doubles. But uh, okay, another great thing that you guys can do is check out our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union because for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted credit union, uh, and I can speak speak from experience. I got started on my home ownership journey, my house that I'm still into this day, a long time from when I purchased it. Uh, I got started on that through our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. They're dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. They uh, have checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and so much more. 
Join a credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing success with its members. When you open a free checking account online right now, you can get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 uh, right now. Go do it. Go get some free money. Uh, and also, if you are a diehard member, we thank you guys for being here. We thank you for being a diehard member. Uh, if you are not a diehard member, make sure to sign up today at gophnx.com. That way you don't miss Jesse's wonderful newsletter. Don't miss our wild shirts that we have over at the phnxlocker.com that you get one for free as part of your little welcome package uh, and so much more. So you'll get discounts with our partners, get access to the Discord lounge with exclusive Discord content uh, and so much more. So again, sign up today over at gophnx.com. Become part of our family. We love you. We want to want to hang out want to send you uh christmas cards and stuff like that uh speaking of christmas which it's always nice uh temperature wise around here we had an espn article drop talking about the temperature of each franchise can you explain this more <laughs> uh, i can try temperature <laughs> of <a> franchise is, <laughs> jesse what is your favorite temperature Derek? Ooh, we should start there what 84 is... degrees is my favorite temperature. wow you're a true arizona that's a little warm oh 84 is beautiful. 84 in the shade i can go with 84 yeah. in the sun that's a, that could be a little warm it, it just it reminds me of the old lewis black bit where he talked about imagine being a weatherman in san diego where your job every day is yeah. Yeah. just to go on tv and go it's nice outside back to you <laughs> right so yeah like when i go to san diego and it's 86 and i'm on the beach i'm i'm, I'm in a really when good is mood. it 86 in san diego though is that hot i don't think i feel like san yeah, diego never reaches 86 76 76 yeah san diego is the place I, where it is I live in arizona you guys are splitting hairs day. for me because I'll it's all like, it's all nice under 90 for me so i don't know what we're talking 78 about 78 is like beautiful yeah give me somewhere in the high 70s yeah i mean again i'm I, with damon there i like i, I want to go in the water though i want to go in the water is what i'm, I'm it's the puerto rican I'm, in you you absolutely right, now. right yeah want to eat fried foods and drink liquor and go in the water so the the idea here derek is that every team starts at 72 degrees which they're defining as like room temperature okay so in the that's diamondbacks what, were what, that's what every hotel room is set at when i go inside yeah yeah it's right. too warm. room room temperature so when the diamond Diamondbacks were birthed back in 1998. They were born at with a body temperature of 72 <laughs> degrees, which I think is a medical emergency. But it worked out. It was all right. They did. They they didn't. They weren't so great in 98, but they 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 bounced back. And Doctors birthed. used to be weird. Yeah, doctors they, were weird back in 98. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they were. They were maybe a little chilly when they were first born, but they warmed up uh, pretty quick, obviously, with how things turned out. So this scale um, starts you at 72. It starts you at 72, and then you kind of, I think you you get 90% of your previous year's temperature automatically. And then beyond that, you get bonuses for, uh, for making the playoffs or having a 95-win season, or they just have all these different things okay. based on team success that bump your temperature back up. Uh, so you might wind up... Um, you might wind up losing temperature over time or you might wind up gaining it. Uh, and it kind of all right. averages out to 72 degrees to perfect so room temperature. If you have like a, a drought of not making the playoffs and experiencing a significant number of losses every single year, sure, you're just essentially temperature is going to go down by 90% every year with not much to... Yeah, well, and up. you would lose. I mean, you, I think you'll lose points in other ways too. Oh, okay. Um, that, that part is a little unclear to me. This is a weird formula. I think this is based off something that Bill James did back in the day. So, of course, it's going to be very heavy mathematical and odd. Um, but, yeah, the Arizona Diamondbacks, Derek, uh, are very comfortable 
Uh, very cool <laughs> and comfortable at 70.1 degrees. Okay. Uh, so just a little bit lower than they started out at back in back in 98. But obviously, the World Series run helped them gain gain some ground in 2023. And there, it, we're back close to close to room temperature. That ranks 13th in baseball. That is the 13th highest temperature in baseball. Where of course the best teams are have the highest temperature. So they're slightly above average in that sense. That actually makes quite a bit of sense because this franchise, as a whole, over time has not had a tremendous amount of success. Right. They haven't had a tremendous amount of playoff runs. Rarely uh, have we put together. Uh, I, I don't if we. I don't think we have even put together was back-to-back playoff runs. No. Never. Well, I mean, not, yeah, not, never been not since the very, the very early days. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, I think that's the big thing, right? Uh, not a lot of seasons where even though we won a lot of games, we fell short of the division or making the playoffs. So most of the time, the Diamondbacks have been fairly mediocre. They've been around an 80-win team, it feels like, the entire time. This franchise has existed. There's been a lot of middling seasons. Except for sure. the early on times, right? Like, it's hard yeah. to think back and remember how good, like, 99 was and 2000, 2001 was and how many games yeah. the teams were winning around that time. But, yeah, no, I mean, this makes sense. You said ranks 13th in baseball, considering how young of a franchise it is. I guess that's pretty good. But I guess it also really doesn't matter much because most of these teams have had so much history behind this temperature index that i imagine that it fluctuates a lot more based on yes how many years they've existed for yeah and that that might be the best part of this This is all based on an espn article by the way um you can go check this out if you're interested in finding out when all the team's temperatures are it's a kind of a bizarre but sort of fun thing (laughs) um they have they have each team's franchise peak and then uh, the lowest point that each franchise has ever been at over the course of their history um, so the Arizona Diamondbacks, if I go back to them here on my list real quick, the Diamondbacks peaked. When, when do you think the Diamondbacks peaked? <laughs> 2001. Yeah, yeah. It's about, yeah, it's about <laughs> as obvious as you, yeah. Uh, so 125.6 degrees. So the Diamondbacks Ooh, were scalding hot oh my God. in 2001. Yeah. And obviously it wasn't, wasn't just that season. It was the success that they had leading up to that. Uh, 1999, a, a huge season for the franchise. 2000, they were still above 500. 2001, winning the World Series will that'll that'll warm things I'm, up nicely. I'm fairly certain that's the same temperature. My mother-in-law likes her steak cooked too. Yeah, she's a rare girl. 125. Yeah, yeah she that, likes seems, rare. that seems that seems pretty low. Rare. I'm not an yeah. expert in, in <laughs> but steak, still hot but... enough for a steak to be cooked on the outside. I'm thinking. Okay. okay. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, they didn't. They had that instant success. We've talked about it a lot. We talked about Jerry Colangelo's. Uh, you know, obviously impact on the Diamondbacks going from the kind of families hanging out at a park fairy tale that they originally kind of seemed like they were going to try to be to a winner that won fast. And uh, since then, not a lot of winning, you know, or at least the winning has been sporadic. That's what makes this period of time so exciting. We were looking forward to the 2025 season. Gabriel right there on screen, I think at one point was like World Series champs 2025. I remember that. Uh, and that was just like something that we kind of threw out there because we felt like this team was finally getting something, you know, cooking to start the 2023 season. And man, how far they came in just one year. I think this could be that period of time where the Diamondbacks are able to put together some potential successful postseason runs in, in, in back-to-back years for the first time in franchise history. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I... I guess we can also talk about the uh, the lowest point ever in Diamondbacks history, 
which came in 2022. I was going to say, did it coincide with the start of this podcast? Because I feel like it Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, they say 2022. I mean, it feels like uh, 2021 would have been I, I guess they were still a losing team in 2022 yeah, so that was that was less, gonna they lost less it was still a bad year though where they didn't make the playoffs didn't have a winning record didn't yeah really do much more than at least start pushing the ball in the right direction from the right terrible 2021 season yeah they were they were at 42 degrees that was their lowest point wow. um, which means it is never frozen Diamondbacks have never frozen. Yay! And uh, that's actually saying something because uh, Cleveland Guardians back in 1993 reached 10.7 degrees. <laughs> uh, the Oakland A's 9.8 degrees back in 1967. Oh, I was going to say, what was that now? That feels like the Oakland A's now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Ugh, uh, yeah, I'm I mean, I, they've got to be. The Oakland A's are actually right in the middle. The Oakland A's are 15th on this list oh, at 56.5 degrees. We need, we need I think to separate us. I think going back to what we were talking about earlier, I don't think you I, I think you were right in that you you drop the you you get 90% of your degrees from the previous year automatically, but I don't think anything takes points away. Okay. So the A's aren't getting like destroyed for the fact that they've been just abysmal the last few years. They're just kind of dropping in the way that a lot of other teams would. Wow. Uh, so I guess it kind of makes sense why they'd be uh, sort of in the middle here. Who do you think is the uh, the hottest team in all of baseball right now? Ooh, I want to say the St. Louis Cardinals. It's not the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, they are sixth. They're oh, up there. Okay. Uh, uh, team teams that have a lot of especially recent sustained success. Dodgers, Astros. Dodgers are two. Astros are one. Yeah, the Astros are at one hundred and ninety five point six degrees right now, which is. <laughs> Uh, feels feels pretty pretty outrageous um scorching yeah scorching. i mean because they do it every year they do it every year they, they don't do. win the whole thing every year but they get those positive you know they get they get it moving in they the get some good direction. bonus points every yeah. year uh ski to you nicholas great to see you here in the chat uh we appreciate all of you guys for being here hope you guys have a wonderful weekend by the way uh speaking of weekend we have a very special episode dropping tomorrow on saturday so make sure not to miss that uh i don't know when it's it's am i am i peeling back the curtain too much by like telling them it's pre-recorded or did i already do that <laughs> i mean you just did it right now i just I did think, it right now i think now that's what time do you want that to drop one what time should we drop it at one yeah we'll drop it at one what do you think <laughs> tune earlier? in at 1 p.m should this is actually i think what we do. i think last saturday we did it at 1 p.m yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll sit we'll probably stick with tradition one yeah. o'clock pretend like i didn't just tell you any of that we'll see you live tomorrow at one o'clock on you saturday know nothing yeah it's for yeah just uh men in black little device thing i was <laughs> thinking jedi mind trick but we're on the oh, same wavelength yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i disappointed myself i should have gone jedi mind trick yeah for sure the show is not going to be pre-recorded. All right. Well, we will see you guys, of course, tomorrow. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. This absolute maniac next to me is at Jesse N. Friedman. Damon is the people's producer. You can find him at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's dogs. Bark, bark. I just didn't. It just didn't. I'm feeling it today. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't have an wow. explanation for that. Wow. My Holy my brain shit. just like no, didn't work. He wasn't feeling it today. He just he just wants to quit early. He just gave up on me. So. I got Derek. I got my friends at Illegal Pete's. That's, that's all right. I need. Yeah, that's right. that's, that's fair. Uh, Damon doesn't need me anyway. But you know what? You're still taking him to Gila River, right? Not including me on the boys' trip. So whatever. But we're anyway, rethinking. we're rethinking. <laughs> all right. Well, you should. Uh, but we thank you guys, of course. Uh, you can follow our show at PHNX 
underscore dbacks, but all roads do lead to at phnx under, underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We will see you tomorrow. In the meantime, we appreciate you for stopping by today. Thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you say bark, bark when you're supposed to.